Hi, this is Chris. And I'm Fezan. And this is Off the Script. Our podcast is here to give you a glimpse into the world of pharmacy from our point of view, and it really shouldn't be considered as medical advice. Both Chris and I are pharmacy students that are really passionate about pharmacy, and we'd love for all of you to learn about this mysterious world behind the counter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Authoscript PRN. My name is Chris. And I'm Fezan. And today's viewer question is about OHIP+. Plus. So some of you may know that there were some recent changes on April 1st to OHIP+, Plus, and some of you might not even know exactly how OHIP+, Plus works. So today we're going to go through a quick explanation of what OHIP+, Plus actually is, as well as a quick explanation on different types of coverage. So there are two main ways that you can be covered for prescriptions in Ontario. One of them is through the government. So the Ontario Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care offers the Ontario Drug Benefit Program or the ODB program, and that covers a lot of medications within the province. You qualify for this program if you are eligible for OHIP Plus, which we will be talking about soon. If you're 65 and older, if you live in a long-term care home or a home for a special care, if you're receiving professional home and community care services, or you're enrolled in the Trillium Drug Program. And the Trillium Drug Program just means you're paying a lot for your prescription medications compared to your income. Also, if you're part of Ontario Works or on the Disability Support Program, you're also covered by ODB as well. So what is OHIP plus this you know new change that's happened? It's actually a fairly new program. And basically what it is, is that it's coverage for anyone who's under 25 years of age through ODB. Now, the new change that happened we'll go into, but basically it has to do with coordination of benefits with private insurance which is the other form of prescription drug coverage you can have in this province as well. So private drug coverage usually means if you have group insurance through an employee benefit or if you just bought individual insurance yourself for prescription medication. So Chris, what's this new change that's going on with OHIP Plus and why? You know, I'm, I'm not 25 yet, but I, I hope it's not going to affect me. So the new change that went through was if you are covered by a private plan, then you are no longer eligible for OHIP+. Plus. So the reasoning behind this was that previously, everyone under 25 was applicable for OHIP+. Plus. However, if you had, for example, like your parents' insurance, which a lot of patients under 25 have, then it's almost like you're wasting the government's money because they're covering these medications for you and using taxpayer money when in reality, you already have other coverage. So the logic behind not giving OHIP+, Plus to people that have private insurance is that it'll save some money for taxpayers. So Chris, for the patients that are left with OHIP Plus and they don't have any private insurance, are there any issues with, you know, like, can anyone just show up to the pharmacy and be like, hey, I got this prescription, I'm under 25, it's covered for me, right? For the most part, yes. Uh, as long as you have an Ontario health card and you are covered by the Ontario health insurance plan, then OHIP Plus will work for you and you don't have to do anything special, just show your health card. In terms of which medications are covered, there are over 4,000 drugs like uh, Faison mentioned earlier. If you want to check which medications are specifically covered, you can Google OHIP Plus medication coverage, and the government has a very comprehensive website of which medications are covered. So another issue with OHIP Plus and something that doctors ran into last year was when it got rolled out for a lot of patients under 25, Previously, they could just prescribe anything, and if they had insurance, private insurance, it would get covered. If they didn't, whatever the issue would be. But since OHIP Plus came out, the government has this certain criteria that has to be met for some 
prescriptions in order for them to get covered. And when this criteria is met, the doctor writes a special code on it. And we at the pharmacy have to bill it through the government plan with that code. If the doctor doesn't have that code on the prescription, we can't put it through. And without that code, the drug doesn't get covered. Usually these drugs can be more expensive and the government is trying to save money. So they want you to use or they want the doctors to prescribe the lower cost alternatives first that are typically kept as first line options for you. And they they should be the ones that patients are trying out first. A good example of this would be some inhalers. You know, if you have a upper chest infection or some sort of cough, sometimes a doctor might prescribe an inhaler for you that's actually not indicated for having just a regular cough. It's actually an asthma inhaler. And sometimes these inhalers become expensive and the government doesn't want to cover them unless you actually have asthma. So that's where the code comes in. Another criticism of OHIP Plus is something that's more of a problem for pharmacists. So this is related to the new change, actually. With the change made to OHIP Plus so that patients with third-party coverage are no longer eligible for OHIP Plus, it's a little bit confusing for pharmacists to actually bill the patient. Previously, when we saw someone that was under the age of 25, we knew that they could use OHIP Plus, and then we just asked for their health card, easy peasy, done. Now, we also have to do the extra step of asking if they have third-party insurance. However, there's no guarantee that the patient either tells us that they have third-party insurance, or the patient may also be unaware that they have third-party insurance. For example, if a patient's covered by their parents' plan but didn't know it, then they are actually not eligible for OHIP+, but they didn't realize it. So the pharmacist doesn't know whether to bill a patient under 25 to the government, and the onus is on the pharmacist to actually make sure that the patient has third-party coverage or not. So a possible solution to what Chris just noted of, you know, the pharmacist being liable for finding out whether or not the patient has drug coverage, they've actually, I believe, started to implement signing a waiver or signing a form saying that you don't have private drug coverage and then that form is kept on file. In the case of an audit, because audits do happen from the government, and if an audit does end up going in the favor of some sort of issue arising, then the money does take, get taken away from the pharmacy. And with that note, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out because this is a very new change. And thank you guys so much for listening. And if there's any questions, Chris, where can they reach us at? Uh, okay, I got this. It is facebook.com slash off the script podcast or Instagram at off the script rx and twitter at off the rx beautiful yeah nailed it all right yeah so shoot us a message if you have any further questions and we'll see you guys next week thanks so much Off the Script is a show filled with opinion, backed up by research and facts. What we discussed today shouldn't be taken as medical advice or treatment. So please consult your local pharmacist or doctor to help you out with whatever is going on in your life right now. Whether that's a new fever, some relationship issues, a skin infection, go see them instead. Uh, We don't want to see it, and we definitely aren't going to give you advice about it. Also, we'd like to thank Chill Hop Music for letting us use their tunes in our podcast. If you are interested in listening to more of their music, you can go to chillhop.com listen for more.